Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Seek the Joy podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. Today I am joined by a really good friend of mine, actually scratch that, my soul sister, Laurel Glanter. Laurel and I met while we were both at USC when we were joining the same sorority, Alpha Chi Omega, and that was over six years ago, but to me, it feels like it was at least 15 years ago. I feel like I have known Laurel for forever. Laurel is a dancer and a choreographer and just an overall really good human. I am really excited to share her story with all of you. To me, Laurel is just the perfect example of someone who took time and really sat with themselves and discovered what it is that she's passionate about. And even more than that, she really is a great representation of what it means to really take care of yourself and through pressure and ups and downs and hard work, she's been able to persevere and succeed. And of course, there's so much more she wants to do with her career, but she's doing it and she's getting there. And to me, that is really exciting to talk about and to hear and to share with all of you. Before we dive into today's episode, though, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you. I am just so overwhelmed by the love and support I have received for this podcast. All of my friends and family who have listened and subscribed and shared this podcast with their friends and family and on their social media, it means the world to me. Thank you. Oh my gosh, two weeks ago, because by the time this episode comes out, it will be two weeks ago, I decided it was time to start telling people about this podcast. And so I slowly started inviting people to like the Facebook page and the amount of support I have received since doing that and the text messages and the Facebook posts and people subscribing and listening, I can't tell you just how much it means to me. And if you're listening and you haven't hit subscribe yet in Apple iTunes podcast, the whole app, whatever it is, please go ahead and hit subscribe. And if you have a few minutes, just give it a quick rating and review. The more people who see this podcast, I think the better. I was having a conversation with a friend uh, who shared this podcast on her social media, and we were talking about how I just think these are topics that not enough people talk about the whole idea of being vulnerable and sharing a piece of yourself. And yeah, this podcast is about joy and finding passion, but it's also about how that's really hard. And we have to go through some incredible ups and downs before we ever get to where it is we want to be. So I am just forever grateful and appreciative for all of you. Thank you for your support of this podcast and of me, and of all of my guests. I have no idea where the podcast is going to go, but I am really excited for the next couple of months. I have some really fantastic, cool, amazing, awesome, inspirational people coming on the podcast to talk about their passions and how they found them and joy in their life 
and the ups and downs and just keeping it real always. I hope these conversations continue to resonate with all of you and yeah, I'm just I'm just excited. So here we go. Here is my conversation with Laurel. So today I am joined by my really good friend, Laurel Galanter. Hi, Laurel. Hey. Hey. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited. I am too. So I thought we could start off and you could just sort of introduce yourself and what you do. My name is Laurel and I am a professional dancer. And um, that's pretty much my entire life. I dance and I move around and I've always been that way. Um, Also on the side, I'm training to be a Pilates teacher. So that's what I'm up to right now. And you're also a choreographer. Yes, I choreograph as well. So you and I met when we were in college at USC and Mm -hmm. we were both joining the same sorority and I'll never forget I walked into the TV room of this sorority and there's Laurel and I think you were wearing a like a long skirt maybe and like a oh scarf God. do you remember scarves the scarf were my thing. scarves were my thing I don't know why scarves were 100% your thing and I just remember the scarf I don't know why I just still do (laughs) yeah and the rest is history so you and I have known each other I guess it's been six years I remember when we were in college and you were dancing but you didn't study dance at USC right no because they you know of course they make a dance school after I leave (laughs) I know but you were doing print journalism right yeah, I was a print journalism major because I thought that maybe I wanted to be a reporter like for like arts or entertainment, fashion, food, stuff like that. And then I just realized like this really is not my thing at because all. Because I remember I yeah. remember during school, you were you part of the dance, com- one of the dance companies there because I remember I would go and watch your shows like whatever multiple yeah. times a year. And that was really fun to see you in your element and then now to see where you've taken dance is is pretty cool sort of danced around in high school that was kind of like my starting point I guess we had a little team and that was like the first time I had choreographed anything and then after that I made a promise to myself to find a group in college and I found um the repertory dance company which is no longer unfortunately it's 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 not there anymore no it's sort of evolved into something else because of the dance school you know so it's like that it's like I don't know what they call call it now, but yeah. So that was the group that I found and I joined my freshman year and it was like my first like sort of dance production. And the years after I took on a more choreographer role as well as being a dancer. And over time, as I sort of like found myself growing as a person and improving in my skills and improving in my leadership skills as well. Like I was a very, very shy person. I didn't really like to like take, you know, to take on a leadership role at all in high school. So I've really found my voice there. And from that point, I just kind of knew like, this is like, this is like fulfilling and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, if I can. (laughs) Yeah. From the time when you and I met until the time we graduated and then now where we're at, I feel like you have grown and evolved so much as a person and also as a dancer. And I think you're right. I think 
the company at USC was sort of like the starting point for you, like where you kind of started taking off. So, so you've been doing this for a really long time. And obviously you went to USC and you thought you were going to go into journalism and then you realized that wasn't your path. And I can relate to that on so many different levels too. So then do you think it was really post-grad that you decided, okay, I want to pursue my love for dance full time. I kind of had a hard time sort of like finding, um, you know, like a job and sort of figuring out what I wanted to do. So I fell into fitness for a bit. Um, I was teaching fitness classes downtown. Um, and then I would just sort of go in and out of dancing. Um, it wasn't really consistent. And then I sort of hopped back in one month and I got into, um, this guy's class and I just like, he pulled me aside after class and we were sort of chit-chatting and he made me feel like, whoa, like I'm actually like good. Like people will pay attention to me because like I hadn't gotten that kind of attention before. And from then on, I just like kept going and training consistently. Um, Like, I mean, I haven't stopped since that point, really. I've maybe taken a break for like, um, like three weeks. And like that, you know, that when I met that guy, I was like, probably two to three years ago. So yeah, no, it's um, been a long time. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool how it really just takes one person believing in you for you to start really believing in yourself, you know, Yeah, and that this is something that you could really do. Yeah. So like if I, if I hadn't crossed paths with him, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would still be doing what I'm doing, but like, that's the point where it clicked like, wow, like, let me just keep going with this. And like, I kept going and more people kept paying attention to me and sort of noticing me and I got more opportunities that way. Um, and yeah, it's led to like a lot of cool performance opportunities or like little small gigs here and there. So, okay. Speaking of opportunities and gigs and opportunities to have people see you, to see you dance, have you had a performance or a video or something that you've done that's been your favorite so Um, far? So my favorite piece, that I have made is a, what they call a concept video. So it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a video with a concept behind it. Um, and I did this like sort of Adam family theme video and, and, um, and it was just like, sort of like, it was like this weird, like thing to, um, a hip hop song by Ray Strimmerd. And it was just like very creative and fun to do. Um, so that's been my favorite so far. Okay, so speaking of choreography, because you, this your favorite piece is one that you've choreographed yourself. Are there for yeah. you? Are there big differences between being a dancer and being a choreographer in terms of what you enjoy doing more? Because I obviously don't have a dance background, and you know I can't <laughs> dance to save my life. So, in for you, what <laughs> what what do you love doing more? I love I love dancing, and I love dancing. Um, with being a dancer, there's just the added pressure of like get the movement the way that the choreographer wants, and it's like you know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of pressure. Sometimes it, it's easy, and sometimes it's not. Um, but I'd say what's more fulfilling for me is putting on the choreographer hat, just because I have always been sort of like an imaginative person in my brain. Like I, I don't know, I've been very visual in my head for a very long time. And I'm like constantly creating pieces in my head, like left and right, like every minute of the day. And when one 
seems like, you know, like a good idea. It's really cool to like put it on bodies and see your vision come into real life and it doesn't live in your head anymore. It's like it's out there. So like that's pretty fulfilling for me. That is that has to be really cool to see something that you've envisioned come to life. So I can see why you really enjoy choreography you get to see your vision play out, which is really cool. So speaking of your imaginative brain, where do you feel the most creative? Um, I've noticed, like, I mean, this has been happening to me, like, forever, but, like, I've noticed recently it's, like, I will create pieces in my head just walking, you know, around downtown where I live, listening to music, and that's where my ideas come. But it's, like, I kind of have to be careful I have to pay attention so, you know, I don't get hit by a car. I can get very important. (laughs) Yes. Get very lost in my head sometimes. Like my most creative space is like sort of walking around, being outside around like people and different energies and just like nature and stuff like that. Or, you know, as much nature as there is downtown. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you live in downtown L.A., so there's always a lot going on. But I think you can find a lot of inspiration with all the different types of people that are walking around and the buildings and the architecture and the noise. I just think I'm sure there's a, and I actually, now that you mentioned that that's kind of how you, where you feel the most creative in your pieces and the stuff that you do post on your Instagram, I can sort of see that inspiration. Mm -hmm. I was going to say this earlier, you are my social media famous friend. (laughs) (laughs) I swear you really are because I remember when you like went over a thousand Instagram followers and I was like, dang, okay. All right. I see you, Laurel. Keep doing what you're doing. But that's a lot of work to build up a following and to engage people and get them to see you. Yeah, but still, still more work to do. Uh, I see some of my peers and they, you know, they're, we're all sort of working on the same level here, but like, it's very random. Like, one video that they post might hit and like overnight they become viral, you know? So it's crazy. It's like maybe like I have, I guess a lot of followers to the average person, but then like you look at some of my friends, they got like 40, hundred thousand, like stuff like that. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there one day. No, but it, it is a lot of competition and there are people with like thousands and thousands of followers. And I'm, yeah. sh- I think half the battle with the industry that you're in is about being seen and getting noticed. And you recently yeah. signed with an agency, right? So how was that experience for you and just getting there and getting that opportunity. Um, so the way I sort of navigated that was I connected with one of my teachers who's obviously with the agency. And, um, I asked her one day, like, Hey, can we just talk about dance? And I didn't go in with the intention of like, you know, Hey, can you help me get signed? You know what I mean? Like I just, she's like a really sort of inspirational woman in dance to me. Like, she's just like, so freaking cool like there's no other way to describe her like she's amazing um so I just wanted to sort of like I don't know just like talk to her about her life and her experiences and get some input on what I'm doing and then um yeah I went over to her house and we talked for a couple hours I think and then she was like well you know like I could get you signed tomorrow you just have to get your stuff together and I was like uh what yeah you didn't expect (laughs) that at all no, because it's like um, getting an agent had been this like thing that I had to like 
climb mountains for like it seemed so out of reach and I didn't know if it was going to happen or like if I should just give up and stuff like that so like that was the most tangible it had ever been like it's basically sitting right there for me I just have to like follow through on stuff you know which Which was like yeah like I would say before that like I really had issues following through on things um so I was like I cannot just like toss this away and be stupid like I need to get it together so I got um my some of my materials together so that's like headshots and like dance reel and stuff like that um and I sent it over to um the woman who helped me and she sent it over to my now agent um and we had a meeting and it was just kind of like a hey let's get to know each other kind of thing and they went over some of the stuff like paperwork and left me home to think about it and then I mean, obviously there wasn't much thought. So I emailed them like immediately. I was like, I love you. Let's get married. Please sign me. (laughs) So that's basically how it went. And, you know, um, I think it happened for me in that way because um, there's a lot of people, I think, in the industry that will sort of cozy up to somebody because they're sort of, lack of a better word, thirsty for the opportunity yeah. or like think that that person can do something for them. And that's, that's the only thing that they want from them. Um, and I will just say this, it's like the more real you are and the more yourself you are and like, not like sort of like, you know, acting like a social climber more or less, <laughs> like mm-hmm. things will come to you, you know? So it's like, that's how it kind of happened. And that was one of those moments where it's like, wow, like that literally just sort of like fell in my lap. I didn't have to like beg or like, you know, be weird about it. I was just like cool with her, like a, like a real person should be, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think there are two things that I sort of, as your friend, take away from that experience. Yeah. One is walking into a conversation with someone, even though you may have your own agenda and you may want something to come from that interaction or that conversation, but walking into it without any expectations and just being open to whatever would happen as a result. So you had no idea that it would end up with you getting signed. I mean, if anything, you thought maybe she would have good feedback or suggestions or things that you could do to eventually get there. But I think the fact that you didn't have any expectations, I think that probably made all the difference. And then the other thing I was thinking about, which you kind of ended about being real, it's like, be your authentic self, be yourself, you know? And I think you are extremely authentic. You make no bones about who you are. And anybody who even just knows you through your social media, I mean, it's all very Laurel. You don't try and act like you're anybody but yourself. You know, I think there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in the world, period, regardless of who you are or what you do. You know, there's this expectation that you're supposed to be a certain way or act a certain way, think a certain way, have a certain job, right? Make a certain salary, whatever it might be, look a certain way, whatever. But there's also pressure within the industry that you're in too, to, you know, maybe look a certain way or have a certain style about you, whatever it might be. And you are authentic to the core. And for me, well, you always know. That's why I, I've always loved you because you are your, you are you. I mean, there's no, there's no changing that. So I think that had to make all the difference too, you know, for you to get that opportunity. Yeah. And it's, it's certainly helpful, you know, just like 
in sort of networking with people now too. Like I just go out to events just to sort of talk to people. Like I'm not out to like ask someone to do something for me. I literally just kind of like want to immerse myself in the community and just hang out with people and sort of see what people are up to. And just doing little things like that makes all the difference. It makes you more likable. People want to work with you. You know, people just appreciate people that are humble. Yeah. <laughs> it's about it's about not having an ego also. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think to some degree, um, you know, maybe as I sort of up in the ranks over time, I have to have like a slight ego, but it's never going to be one that's going to like, I don't know, make me sort of not myself. Yeah. But just to like sort of be, let's see, how much... What am I trying to say? I, I think you can I, be confident in yourself, right? Yeah. And believe in who you are and, and what you're able to do and what you bring to the table. But it doesn't have to mean that you necessarily walk around thinking or acting like you're better yeah, than no. anybody else. I yeah. think maybe I that's think what you're trying to say. It's more like I, uh, I being sort of like more on the introverted side. Totally. It has worked for me in some regards, but in other regards, um, I've noticed like maybe sometimes sort of people overlook me. So as I keep building myself in some degree, to some degree, I have to have a little bit of an ego just to let people know like, Hey, I'm here. Yes. That's pretty much it. You know, I agree. Like that's something that I'm working on personally, but it's never an ego. I don't mean it as like, yeah, I'm like, I'm the best around everyone. No, definitely not. Wonderful. Like, you know, (laughs) because I'm definitely not the best around. So, okay. So with everything that we've been talking about with keeping yourself noticeable in the industry and going out there and networking and dancing, and I know you're taking a lot of different classes right now to improve your skills and Mm -hmm. get yourself out there and moving in maybe different ways that you weren't before. How, how do you keep yourself grounded? Being in this industry, or like trying to work towards being in the industry for the past couple of years and like having certain relationships and like, you know, gaining friends, losing friends, um, taking different classes, sort of falling on my face a lot. And then like growing from there, like that kind of stuff. Dance is sort of like a tumultuous growth journey overall. So it can be very like taxing mentally. Um, you know, some days you think, you're doing great. And then other days you're like, why am I even trying that person so much better than me? Yeah. Um, so the way that I keep myself grounded is I definitely listen to my body a lot more. Now I kind of have an extreme personality in the sense that I want to like, I don't know, dance like for six hours a day. Um, and that's never happened because that's just not physically possible for me. And I've kind of like had to stop myself from like thinking in that way. So I just try to tell myself, like, be realistic. What does your body need? How do you feel right now? Do you even want to dance today? Or do you, are you feeling like two, two classes maximum? Um, so I kind of think in, in those terms. And then if I'm having an off day, I go, you know, just sort of like sit at the Ace Hotel rooftop and chill, like drink some coffee or juice eat some breakfast. Oh my God. How trendy of you. I'm so trendy, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) But that's like one of my favorite things because that's like sort of as close to a little oasis in downtown as I can find. Yeah. 
Um, Because it's up high, it's away from the streets, it's outdoors, it's bright. It's like very relaxing up there for me. So I do that a lot. Just uh, either I go read, I work on some stuff, or I just literally sit there by myself and chill out. (laughs) Um, And then I am a huge crystal fan. I think you know that. So I go do... Yes, I do. Yes. Um, I go get Reiki sessions from my friend downtown as well. Um, If I'm just feeling a little bit like, I don't know, not at ease, I go see her and basically take a nap with a bunch of crystals on a table. And it's like the greatest thing ever. And it sort of like re-energizes me and I feel like really good after. So I just sort of do little things like that. Like I either spend alone time and just sort of like check in with myself or I treat myself to little things like that. Yeah. Okay. So that sort of keeps me sane. So I've been sitting here during this entire conversation holding a rose quartz crystal in my right hand. And so when you were like, I'm a big crystal (laughs) fan, I was like, uh, yeah, this I know me too. So can we just talk like a little bit about the Reiki stuff? Like how has that experience been for you? Oh my God. So I started doing Reiki. I had absolutely no idea what it was like two years ago. Okay. Like <laughs> I'll just preface that. I don't think um, a lot of people do know, or I just don't think it's very familiar with a lot of people yet. So Reiki is basically just, um, I mean, to generally put it, um, it's a form of energy healing. Um, so like, if you know anything about chakras, if like things are sort of out, out of balance or your, your energetic body is sort of like out of whack, like the people that do Reiki can sort of see, see what's like imbalanced in your body. Like it's like beyond what sort of like the normal person could see. <laughs> I don't know. It's like next level yeah. stuff. Um, and they just sort of like place their hands on you or over you and sort of just like rebalance you as much as they can. Um, so it's like, sending good energy into your body and sort of like getting rid of what you don't need kind of thing. Um, so do you walk away feeling better right away? Do you notice a difference? Oh man. When I wake up, I feel so good. It's like, I feel so relaxed and just happy. And like, I just like want to go out about my day and just skip around in the streets, you know? (laughs) It's like that real happy go lucky feeling. Yeah. I just feel totally, I feel good. Like I feel like at ease. Um, so I started seeing my friend for Reiki just to try it out because I basically a couple of years ago, I had hit a rock bottom point in life. Like just things, everything just seemed to go wrong. Like my relationships with people, with guys, with myself, like yeah. everything was just going wrong. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what to do about it. Um, so I started out going to see, I saw her for a session. I had no idea. Like this is family friend, by the way. I had no idea. She like even did this stuff. I feel um, like a lot of us or a lot of people out there who are really into alternative medicine or homeopathic or energy healing and energy work. I think everyone's in the closet. I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. I don't think it's, yeah. it's talked about. No, it's like, it's cool stuff. Everyone should do it. Like 100%. People- have an open mind at the end of the day. And like, if, if you don't have an open mind going into it, it's not going to work for you, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like if you try. So, um, but me, I'm like, I was at a point where I was like, I'm open to anything. Just someone fix me, please. You know, 
Um, and it was crazy. Like she did a session on me and like, it took time. Like I didn't feel like wonderful right away because again, I had a lot of sort of like emotional issues that I needed to deal with, uh, on another level. But, um, like I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And it was crazy. Like I started realizing I was sensitive to this kind of stuff. She made me hold this little crystal and sort of gave me a visualization of like the energy of the crystal sort of shooting through my body. And like, I started crying so much, like so much. It's like this little tiny crystal helped me like sort of release this emotional wound that I was holding in for like a really long time. And that's when I realized like, wow, like this, this actually sort of works for me. So ever since then, I don't, you know, I don't need to go see her as frequently as I used to. I sort of like do it as like a little treat here and there mm-hmm. um, because like now I don't need it as much. Um, but from that point, you know, I started like getting really into crystals and sort of like buying and collecting them and figuring out which ones work for me. Like my favorites are hematite, for instance. I'm really into like the sort of like dark colored stones because they're very grounding for me. Mm-hmm, definitely. I was yeah, actually going to so. ask you what your favorite was. So thanks for basically reading my mind and <laughs> answering that. But I think staying like back to what I was originally asking you about staying grounded. I think a lot yeah. of it too is like, at least for me personally, it's a lot of self care. Yes. But, um, I only recently, I would say in the last five months really started discovering crystals myself and mm-hmm. it's, I have a lot to learn. I feel like we all do, but, and just hearing and learning more about energy work and it is really powerful. And I think if you can find, it doesn't have to be energy work necessarily, but if you can find something that helps you stay grounded, feel grounded, get more in touch and in tune with yourself and your body, mm-hmm. I think the better off, the better off you are because before like this time last year I was not in touch with myself at all like you would think if when you're 25 and you have shingles like you would take that as a sign that you need to slow down and reevaluate what you're doing but I didn't and then that's when the appendicitis mm-hmm. happened and then and then it was like okay I need to listen to my body and listen to what it's telling me and it's telling me you need to slow down and cut out coffee and caffeine and whatever else that's, you know, not healthy for you and your system and your body. And so when you were talking about, you know, listening to yourself with dance and, okay, can I do two classes today? Is that going to be too much? Okay. What does my body need? What do I need? I think, I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially when it's something you're so passionate about and you want to keep going and you want to do more, but you also have to sort of know, and respect your own limits also. So I think that was a really good point. Yeah, You have to know when to rest. Like you really have to know when to rest. Otherwise you're just going to hurt yourself. Totally. So, okay. So I know that dance for you is a huge source of joy, right? And something that you're really, really passionate about, but how do you find joy in your day-to-day life? Is it through dance? Is it through doing things to take care of yourself, what what does that sort of look like for you? Um, I find joy actually in the moments now, like since dance is more like I treat it more as a job now. I mean, it's obviously fun, um, but it's not as like 
it's not as much of a release as it used to be because it's like, okay, like I have to train and get better now. Like this is not just for fun, like for giggles anymore. So, um, the way I sort of balance out that mindset is by going to, um, this like little gym that I like to go to, that's a martial arts gym and just going there and training. Um, I realize like that's an hour where I can just be like a regular person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And, and just and not punch think about dance a little bit. Yeah. And like just work out and get stronger. Um, I, I find joy in sort of strengthening my body and just feeling strong. Um, and um, yeah, just like having a little break from like dance mode for a bit. Yeah, just like, totally. Just like be, you know, just to be like the regular old Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Which will never, no one will ever be the regular old Joe. But yeah. <laughs> I, but I agree. I think. I think it's good and really important that you found things that you really like to do outside of just dance, because yeah. I think if it was your whole life, I, I don't know. Do you think there would be like some burnout? Would you feel like, okay, oh, yeah, this is definitely. too much? Definitely. And like, I love, like majority of my friends are also dancers too, but it's like, I don't want to be around dancers all day, every day. You know, I got to have a diverse group of friends, which I do. And it's really important to me. Like I have, I love my moments where I can go and hang out with my friends from college and go out for a night of fun and like do that. Or like go get lunch with somebody I haven't seen in a while. Um, because you know, I see dance people nearly every day. So it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, I'll just see you in class. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's why it's important. I think to, you know, keep the people around you who get you right. And who are important to you because like, I know for my, for me after we graduated and then I went to law school, I obviously met people at law school, but it was still so important to me to maintain the friendships that I had from college because you certainly didn't go to law school. Our other friends didn't necessarily go to law school. So it was nice to have people who were separate from the thing I was doing day in and day out. And I think it also helps balance you, like balance you out. And I don't know, you're not talking about only dance or only law school or whatever the subject would be. So I, I think it's really important to have like a good, strong, solid, caring support system too. I think that really helps. Yeah, like in all aspects, in what you do and then outside of what you do. And then I'll also say this too, like I, um, the moments where I'm with my dance friends and we're not just hanging out in rehearsal or dance class and we can actually like go out and like do do something, like get a drink or go get dinner or something. Like those moments too, like bring me a lot of joy because it's like, okay, we're not just dance friends now. We're like real life friends too. We're real <laughs> friends now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to ask you the most important question. Yes. Are you I'm ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite color? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, for people who are like, why is this so funny when we... <laughs> Do you want to tell the story? You want me to tell it? Okay, so... A long time ago in college. when Long, Sydney, long time ago. You know, we we tried to, like, be cute around guys. We tried really. No, we, we didn't, didn't try that hard, that actually. Hard. We didn't try at all. No, we were just being, we were being silly. <laughs> we had this little mixer in our sorority house, and this frat came over for, like, a movie night or something. It was a Christian frat, yes, right? Yes, so it was movies and I ice cream. I think it was a movie night. 
Um, and cause I don't, yeah, they didn't do any of the usual fraternity party, activities. I think right? that, was, that was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Okay. Yeah. So it was just a nice little movie night with some ice cream and Sunir and I were like, Oh my God, boys are at the house. Whoa. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we like, what do we, we went up to some guy and we were trying to like, you know, chit chat and be social. And we were just, which by the way, in college, we were, we are, we have grown so much <laughs> since college, like as just as human beings and like the ability to speak. Anyway, continue. <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't talk to people no. in college. Anyway, Especially continue. if they were the opposite sex. <laughs> 100% accurate. <laughs> so accurate. So, awesome. so we go up to these guys, right? Yes. And I think I just blurted out, so what's your favorite color? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, nice pickup line, Sydney. <laughs> and I think he said green and he was wearing a green sweatshirt. <laughs> and we just like stood there and laughed, didn't we? And then I walked away and I think we went upstairs and never came back down again. <laughs> or we left. So we were, just we like, were over what? this. <laughs> God, that's literally, we're going to be 85 and I'm going to be like, remember that time I asked that guy what his favorite color was? Oh, yes. And I'm going to like fall in my rocking chair. So back to dance real quick. For someone who is just starting out with wanting to do something that they're passionate about full time, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Um. Consistency is of the utmost importance and fulfilling, you know, personal goals and promises to yourself. Like this year, I made a pact to myself that I would um, sort of like put out the ideas in my head and, you know, start pumping out videos or just like doing more things and being more active in the dance community Um, because I would always create half thoughts and then I would never create anything out of that. So I made a promise to myself that you need to follow through on your own personal commitments. And as far as like trying to make it in whatever you're doing, whether it's dance or the arts or something else, like just not giving up. Um, cause it's very easy, especially in my industry to just kind of like want to like quit, you know? So just staying strong, um, and staying true to yourself, uh, because people will also just try to say this or that to you along the way. And, you know, some, some advice people give, you can say like, okay, thank you. I'll take that into consideration. Other things you say, thank you, but that really doesn't apply to me. So it's like just sort of sticking to your guns and, um, just, just doing you (laughs) pretty much, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think like filtering, the comments, right? Like taking what you can, what's important to you or like what you can use from what someone says and then just kind of like discarding the rest. I don't know. I'm listening to you talk and you have grown so much that when you're talking about following through on your personal commitments, I was like in my head, wow. Okay. Yes. Laurel has grown because that has been something (laughs) I think you've always struggled with is staying committed. Oh yeah. No, never in following through. And so I'm giving you a virtual high five, fist bump, hug. Yes, 100%. Okay, so I'm going to close this out by asking you, what is your biggest dream? Oh, my God. There's so many. I'll say one. Um, My biggest dream, I don't care how old she is by this point, I want to choreograph for Madonna's tour. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God. That would be incredible. She's like, she better still be dancing by the time I get to that point. <laughs> I mean, she could be on stage with a cane and you'll just figure out like a cane because she needs it to walk. Oh, but yeah, like, totally. you could just yeah. totally work with that. Yeah. Maybe get her kids up, up on stage or something too. They're pretty good dancers themselves. That, that would be, that, that would be awesome if that could happen. Right? Oh my God. If that happens, you better hook it up with tickets. Oh yeah. You're like freaking VIP. What are you talking about? <laughs> Okay, before we end, Laurel, just tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram, girl, at Laurel Gallanter, L-A-U-R-E-L-G-A-L-A-N-T-E-R. That's where I'm most active. Okay, so everyone go follow Laurel and I will include all of that information. Well, just your Instagram handle (laughs) in the show notes for for this episode. Yeah. Follow me. Laurel, thank you yes. for coming on my podcast. You're I, welcome. I loved this conversation and you know how much I love you. And I am so convinced that I would not have made it through college or sorority life oh, or girl. post-grad without you. So I'm very <laughs> grateful and appreciative of you. And I am so excited, truly, you know this, to see where your career goes. I have a feeling it's going to go big places my friend so i'm excited thank you okay thank you should, girl. should we end with our nini boop <laughs> yes oh <my> <laughs> wait you have to do it you have to do it you're so much better than me <laughs> okay ready okay <clears throat> do it one two three boop. <laughs> oh my god i think that's perfect i love it i love it i love it i love it we're so good we're so good we're so good